Hey, welcome to another episode of Open Mic. My name is Jared, and I'm here with JC, Coco, and Logan. How's everybody doing this morning? So good. Great. We're all a little sleepy from our bowling night last night. Yeah. Yeah, so after Young Adults, we went to uh, a bowling alley here in town, and we stayed a little late. A little after-party vibes. We had a great time, though. It was awesome. It was, it. A, it was a good time. Um it, it was, it was I, I, bowling to me, guys, is such a, um, I could take it or leave it. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> we were kind of the bowling dads last night. We, we just, just kind of patrolled and, yeah. and, and made sure. Ate some hey, chicken was fingers. Yeah. I was going to say, the, the winner of the night was, for you guys, and for JC and I, the chicken fingers. For real. Those were amazing. They didn't settle super well, though. <laughs> oh, so they weren't so great. So, so we'll move on from that. But um, guys, our topic today is time management. Time management. We're trying to think through like, one, yes, we are all a little tired because we manage our time maybe a little differently than we normally do. Late after young adults, getting home late, start work the next morning, uh, maybe a little rush. There's a there's an impending snowstorm. Yeah. Super fun. <laughs> love the rush of that. I love the, I love the just social dynamics of a snowstorm. It just I love brings people together. The anticipation. It does. Come one on. of my favorite, but and the grocery store is one of my favorite things. I love <laughs> sure. a good disaster trip to the grocery store because I'm what? a hoarder. I love grabbing things I don't need. Jared, like what's what? the one thing would, that you would grab that you just well, don't really need? Well, when, when, when COVID started happening, like the March 2020, Tyler and I went to the grocery store and it was like we needed groceries anyway, but I was like in panic mode. And there were, there were like two of one thing left on the shelf. And I was like, Tyler, let's grab one of those. And she's like, we've never needed horseradish <laughs> sauce before. Why do you think we would need it now? And I was like, Tyler, I don't think you understand. There's two left. So I think it we need it. <laughs> and she had to talk me down off the ledge because I just, I get in this like disaster hoarding mentality and I just, I panic. So pray for me. Um, but we're talking through time management uh, today. And uh, guys, I, I, I did not manage my time well early in college. I felt like I just did whatever came to me. Uh, things were good. But I thought things were good. I remember the day I showed up. I had an online class that you had to, uh, that you had to go in f- to take the test. Have you guys ever had one of those where you have to go to the campus to take the test? Yeah, this like was community college yeah. in like 10 years ago. So things may be different now. Um, but it was like a, a, a business class, I think, or a government I learned a lot, apparently, Um, (laughs) but I showed up to take the class, like the third test. It was closed. Uh, It was the week before, and I didn't know that. It was like the week before finals week, so I showed up, and they were like, oh, it it. was closed. Yeah, it was over. I was really angry, but I didn't manage my time well in knowing when I could and couldn't take my test, Mm. and... uh, were you a big planner guy back then? No, no, yeah, no, no. Okay. I was, I was uh, flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah. Uh, so that was, yeah. I, I kept it all right <laughs> up between <laughs> the ears, and it, it didn't didn't run out too well. But um, what would you guys say? Like, w- are you guys natural, naturally good, like organized people? Really good time management. You always know what's next on your calendar. Uh, does that come easy to you, or is it something that you've learned over time? In college, I kept a planner and I lived by that thing, but I had to because you have class, you have work, you have social life, sorority, you have sorority, uh, you have campus. What sorority were you in? I was in 85. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Um, So I feel like in college, I had a planner. Now I only use like a calendar on my phone, but like I am a naturally disciplined person. So I feel like keeping a schedule and like a routine every single day is how I work best so yes I would say I'm natural at it 
Yeah, I think I probably I would not say I'm like naturally like the planner of like keeping my planner. I feel like I would always start out like having the really pretty planner. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. This looks cute. And then halfway through the semester, I'm like, where where is that planner? I I don't really need it anymore. It's all <laughs> like Jared. It's all locked in my head. Um, and so I I think I definitely. Yeah, I think that I, this is a topic that like, I feel like I've grown in for sure, but I'm not, I have not arrived. Um, So. Yeah, I think I'm naturally, I gravitate towards plans, routines, schedules. Um, But part of what I feel like God is teaching me in this season is um, how to like be faithful when you, there are times when you can't control every aspect of that. So I think it's almost been like a little bit of a flaw for me where I'm, I'm so drawn to it and gravitate towards it that sometimes it can be a challenge for me when I lose that, but life does happen. Um, so yeah, I would say a little bit more, I naturally gravitate towards it. So we have a little bit of uh, mix within this group. What would you guys say is the key to maintaining good time management? The key, oof. How do you narrow it down to? Uh, I'm actually going to steal JC's point that she made that when you're disciplined uh, in your time with God, that it leaks to other areas of your life. Um, I think that, you know, hearing that and then also knowing that our disciplines outside of that, the way we manage our time, also impacts our time with God. So it's kind of like a two-way street, really. I think viewing it in that way of everything flows from our relationship with God. Mm. Yeah, I think priorities is huge. Um, and, you know, I, I deal with our interns, and so I've I've dealt with a lot of people. I was actually searching in my notes, and I'm kind of cracking up, but also not cracking up, that I searched time management, and it was all prayer requests of interns that needed help with time management. So it's a real mm-hmm. thing. Um, and I think I've encouraged them to... Um, really just figure out what is most important and make sure you make time for that. And then from there, you can add in the other things. Um, And so figuring out, okay, I know for sure I need to spend time with God daily. What time can I do that daily? Put it in your calendar. Um, You know, I I listened to a pastor one time and he said he literally has it on his calendar what time he's spending, when he's spending time with God. And I've done that, which has been awesome because it's just a reminder every single morning. Now, do I do it every single morning at that same time? No, but it's a reminder for me, okay, I'm still going to do that before I leave the house. And so I think figuring out, okay, I know for sure I need to spend time with God. School's a priority. Friends are a priority. Maybe an internship is a priority. Serving at the church. So, like, what are those things? And then figure out how you can put that in your calendar. And then from there, you can add the, all the extras, and you can still do those things. Yeah, because isn't there an analogy that I've seen before where somebody has a jar, they try to fill it up with the right things and the wrong things, and if you fill it up with the wrong things first, the big things don't fit in. So if you have golf balls right. and sand and you try to put the sand in and then the golf balls, the golf balls aren't mm-hmm. going to fit because there's not room. But if you put the important things in first, then there's yeah. room for everything else. Yeah. It, really quick on that, because I think we can get so sidetracked with things that don't matter. Like I'm like, we can be on our phone for so long and it's like that literally doesn't matter. But then we don't have time to spend time with God. So I think if we just reprioritize a little bit, then we can find success in this area. Yeah, and sometimes the things people are doing that takes up a lot of their time, they are important things. Like somebody might be working because they need to make money, so they work like 40 hours a week, but they're also going to school, and they're also trying to spend time with God, and they're also trying to come to young adults. Like I talk to people a lot, and that's their scenario. Um, but I think you just have to have the heart to like seek God first. We were talking about Matthew six thirty three, which is um, seek God. God first and all his righteousness will be added added to you. 
seek first the kingdom of God yeah, and all yeah, these yeah. things will be added unto yeah. you. That's good. I forgot it. But um, so I think that that's important because a lot of people will be like, no, work is like what I have to do. Like I can't mm. spend time with God. And I'm like, yes, but like is your relationship with God more important than mm. your work? And if it is, which it should be, then God promises to like give you an abundance of other things. Yeah, and one of the guys that I spend a lot of time with that uh, I'm, I'm just like intentional about investing in and, and I get to spend a lot of time with him, uh, I have a ton of respect for him because he actually just changed his job because uh, he's at the tail end of college and he had this job and it was preventing him from doing a lot of things and it was becoming a stressor for him. And I talked to him one day and he's just like, yeah, I uh, actually changed jobs and I stopped. And I'm like, man, that that was so cool for for me. Yeah, it was a big move by him. But also I look at it as like he was being faithful um, to do that. And then Coco, you, you actually reminded me of this story before we started. But whenever I was, I think, a junior or senior in college, I was in that stage where I was coaching uh, at a high school at that time. I was coaching high school football. I was going to school um, and then, like, managing all the other aspects of that. And someone asked me to play on a flag football team. And uh, I was, like, stressed about it, which is is funny. I wanted to. But uh, one of of my friends that I told, I was like, yeah, I don't don't have time to do that. And he goes, ah, you have time for whatever you want to have time for. Mm -hmm. You have time for whatever you make time for. And it was, like, a silly thing. It's, like, flag football. I've never forgot that though because we all truly do have time for what we want to make time for and I've told this in some of our intern talks before and whatnot is that we dictate our schedule our schedule doesn't dictate Mm -hmm. us now there's things right you're in college there are is a class schedule program you have to follow Mm -hmm. you have a job you're a post-grad you're in a graduate program or you're in your career there are certain things that yeah they do dictate that but for the majority of the decisions we do dictate our schedule so on that, on that note, what makes people fail? Because I think what we just talked about was a really good thing. And I think in people's minds, that is, a, no one's going to disagree maybe with anything that we've said so far, but what are the roadblocks that people have to succeeding at time management? I mean, I think it, it can just get so away from us. Like we just are not focused on like, how can I succeed with my schedule today? Like that's not necessarily like a fun thing to do. It takes preparation. It takes planning. I mean, it takes writing things in your calendar. Um, and I think like, uh, I think I really do think like what you said, you make time for what you make time for. And so if you are letting your work always schedule you on the weekends to not like go to church, then you're allowing that to happen when you could maybe say, Hey, like I actually need this day off. Um, and you do have the ability to say that, like you can say, Hey, I'm going to make this a priority because this is important to me. And so yeah, I think like I think that is just something that it, we can just be lazy and we can just like fall into it. And then, like you said, your schedule is then managing you, and you're like, I have to do all these things, but I don't want to do any of these things. So, I think one roadblock is that people don't look at it as like a day to day thing. Instead, they look at their schedule for the next week or the next month, and they just get overwhelmed because they're gonna be busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but earlier in Matthew 6, it's the Lord's Prayer, the outline for it, and it, you ask God to give you your daily bread. Mm-hmm. And so if you're waking up every day asking God to give you your daily bread, he's going to supply you with what you need that day. Yeah. And so I think that our time management should be more on a day-to-day basis. Like you're going to bed one night to wake up and have a morning quiet time with God so that you can be successful the rest of your day. Um, and then that makes you feel less guilty if you 
don't have a great day with time management. But um, at the same time, I do feel like it's important to not get overwhelmed by the whole next month coming mm-hmm. because it could be really busy. But instead, just look at each day. Yeah, and I think of uh, on a former open mic episode with Chloe Pyland, formerly Chloe Dozier, when she was on the podcast, and she spoke on prayer. But I remember her talking about how she prayed through her schedule. And uh, I remember a few years ago, whenever that podcast, I was like, man, I, I like, I need to do that more. And I think if we asked ourselves the question, mm-hmm. have we prayed over our schedule? Like, have we asked God, like, what, what should I be doing? He will show us, you know what I mean? And and that's just like a simple reminder, like, have we legitimately prayed through the things we have said yes to, or are we even processing our decisions um, in prayer of what we say yes to, what we say no to? Yeah, Chloe and I talk a lot about praying over our schedule, and it's kind of funny sometimes, but there's been examples where I'm supposed to hang out with like three girls back to back to back, and I know that's going to overwhelm me. So I'll just be like, okay, God, I'll give this over to you. If you don't want me to do this, or if this is not what's best for me, then take it away. And he'll literally have one of the girls text me and cancel plans. And then I'm like, all right, praise the Lord, (laughs) which like sounds funny, but I know that God is sovereign over our schedules. And so if you're struggling and you need God to cancel something, Mm -hmm. ask him for it. There's no sin or harm in doing that. Yeah. And that could be a new concept for people of like, oh, I can like let God into the schedule. Like, you know, and so I would encourage anyone listening, like if you've never asked God, like about your schedule or like how to manage your time, well, let him in, in that area of your life. Um, and I think that he will help you and he will show up and he will act, uh, when we let him in on that. Jared, you are, uh, we, we talk about this, like we, we do share about our families and our kids a lot. Uh, but that obviously changes the way we manage time because you're kind of managing more time than that. So what would you direct, you know, future dads, uh, future moms out there, uh, you know, future married people, what, whatever it may be, how would you direct them? Um, what guidance would you give them? Yeah, I would say be consistent and be flexible because there are things that I will leave work and say, okay, this is a, this is a 15 minute conversation. This is an hour conversation. And I have it all in my head. And then I get home and one of my kids, like my oldest son is five and he can have long conversations now and he has bad days and he needs to kind of process through stuff. And he just needs time. He's a, he's a time, you know, that's kind of his, one of his values. And, um, for me to come home and go, oh, buddy, you get 15, you get, you get a tight 15 minutes after school <laughs> is not what I need to do as a father. So some days I pick him up from school and I'm like, today's the day we go pick up hot chocolate or we go get ice cream or we, we go to the park. And it's just like, you get to watch his spirit just completely change. But like on the days that I do that and I'm like, and honestly it changes because if I'm coming in like, and, and I just, my schedule is the most important thing that I'm not serving him well um, and my kids and my, my wife well, but if I come in and I think like, okay, how can I serve them well? Even if like on a Tuesday, like yesterday, those are long days and you know, we have staff meeting early in the morning. We have young adults late. So if I'm not careful, like honestly, when I started, um, when we were doing young adults and I had young kids, uh, Tuesdays are a long day. Wednesdays are a long day. We have, uh, some midweek services, and if I wasn't careful, I was going from Monday night until Thursday night before I was spending good time with my family and my kids. So I had to readjust my schedule to say like, how can I spend, mm-hmm. even if it's yeah. just an hour on thir- on Tuesdays before mm-hmm. young adults and Wednesdays before I go into church so that my kids see me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, you have to be able to kind of flex, mm-hmm. be, be able to flex your time and, and change that. So it's not so rigid um, so that people can't be in an interruption. But 
Um, I want to ask you guys, like Coco, you kind of alluded to it, but like, how does, how does rest fit into your time management? Because when you're thinking through time management, sometimes it's like, I'll manage all my time and then I'll rest. And Mm. it does, it doesn't become a part of our calendar or a part of our schedule. What does that look like for you all? Do y'all, do y'all just go, okay, when my clock is done, when my schedule's over, then I rest. Do you put it on the calendar? Is it part of your week? Mm. Um, I, you know, I think about the word margin in our life and I remember I had an intern one time, um, and if you're watching, you know who you are and I love you. Uh, but I told her, man, maybe you should put some margin in your life. And she was like, what is that butter? And I was (laughs) like, um, not quite, but we could look at this together and just see. And, uh, but this is the definition of margin. I think it's super helpful as we talk about this, uh, just have this conversation. Margin is the gap between rest and exhaustion, the space between breathing freely and suffocating. And I think a lot of us are just live in exhaustion and live in like not breathing freely. And so I think we need to build time in our schedules to be able to really like truly rest. And I'm not the best at this. Like that is the truth. I, I do feel like some days are long and then I'm like, okay, I like, you know, I don't feel like I, I have this perfect, but um, I think it's important for us to like schedule that into our our schedule instead of having meeting after meeting after meeting which again I'm not the best at this I'm still working on this but um, being able to have some time and some extra space so that you can breathe a second and you can figure out okay what is the next thing I need to be working on like all this kind of stuff but I even think in the context of like having um, conversations with people I like it is so important for me to have enough time that when I walk by the office and I see interns that I can stop and say hey like how are you doing and then if there's if they're not doing okay I can actually stop and I can have a conversation hey let's go for a walk let's talk in the office for a second and really just use that time to invest in people um, you know in Ephesians it talks about um, making the most of every opportunity but it says Ephesians 5 15 says be careful how you live don't live like fools Uh, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Um, And it says, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand that the Lord, what the Lord wants you to do. And so I think that, I I love that the Bible is so practical. Like we can actually figure out, okay, what do you think the Lord wants us to do? And ask the Holy Spirit to guide our lives so that when we are walking, you know, going from a meeting to the next, whatever, and we see someone in the coffee shop and we need to take a moment and like pray with them, or we need to stop and say like, how are you doing? Like, it's not going to ruin our whole entire schedule. Um, but we can be free to do that. And I think the Lord will show us what that looks like. Yeah. And rest is something that you have to plan out too. Um, just like you're going to make plans to hang out with a friend, you have to make plans to get your rest. Um, and I do think people find rest differently. Um, and whatever is making you closer to God and allowing you to just sit in his presence and be near to him, I think is considered rest. But for me, what that looks like is I like Sabbath on Saturdays. And so I read for an extended period of time like my Bible, and then I read spiritual books, and I spend time alone because I rest the best alone. Um, and so that really has helped me just as having a discipline in my my plans for each week to know that um, I get that time with God that's extended because the rest of my week may be busy and filled with a lot of other people, a lot of other things. Um, but when it's just God and I, like he can clearly speak to me and I'll have um, good conversation with him and then feel ready for the next week. I heard once that like you're, 
Sabbath or your time that you're resting with God should prepare you for the week to come, not mm-hmm. be what you're looking forward to because of your busy week that you just had. Um, so I think it's mm-hmm. good to remember that when you're trying to rest. Man, and I think that's hard because sometimes I view rest on like, Fridays is our day off here. And so I feel like, oh, I got to recover from that busy week. And I've heard that too. And I've tried to change my mentality of like, I need to rest now to prepare for next week. But that is hard. Mm-hmm. Like it is something to grow in for sure. It's not just like, cool, it happened. It's like, I got to work on that. Yeah, I think we have to know that we were built for rest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on the seventh day, God rested. Like that that is a holy thing to do. That's a good thing to do. I was reading a book once that talked about rest. And this is a a ridiculous analogy. So I know that as we go into it. (laughs) And it was talking about how before cars, the main method of transportation was horses, horseback riding and carriages and they said that if you were like riding a horse really hard or if it was going really fast or if you're in a hurry, you had to plan intentional time where you said, okay, I'm going to stop when I get to this spot because mm-hmm. I know that this is not a vehicle. This is a, this is a, a being. This is, a, this is an animal that it needs to stop and it needs to recover its breath and it needs mm-hmm. to eat and it needs to rest and it needs to sit for like it needs rest just like we do. So why do we think that we can work 18 hour days back to back to back to back to right. back, always be mentally like cognitively pushing and mm-hmm. just doing something and mm-hmm. think that we cannot need rest when yeah. these method of transportation before cars, they needed consistent rest over a long period mm-hmm. of, of movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, what prevents my rest, like as you kind of asked that, what prevents my rest for me most often is this uh, desire within me to like achieve that is like I have to do something to move the ball forward, Mm -hmm. and that shows a lack of trust in God. So whenever I get that way, that that low-grade anxiety is caused by my not trusting that God can do more (laughs) while I'm doing nothing Mm -hmm. than I can do while I'm trying to do something. And so what when I've made an idol, like when I've made an idol out of that, it makes it hard to find rest. I'm in a season right now. I feel like my wife Em and I are in a season where I'm, I actually personally am trying to find what is restful for me. And I've learned that, uh, I'm, I'm learning what is restful for me. And honestly, I hate it, but some of what has pushed me to that is a little bit of trials uh, for me because I have made an idol out of routine and schedule and management as my kids uh, have gotten older and some things disrupt that, as it's become an idol for, as that like idol of just control over my own schedule has kind of been removed and that's been a trial. God has forced me like in a way to find rest and to be intentional about that. So as much as we all hate the trials, they are what produce in us uh, character, and God grows us through those. And so those things have, like, helped me to see rest better, and I'm, I'm in the process of learning what gives me rest uh, and, and what that looks like. Yeah, I, I love that you said that, Logan, because I think some people know exactly what refreshes them and how they rest. And some people, for me, I'm like, well, how, how do you rest? Like, tell me about that a little bit. And I think that's okay. Like, we in different seasons can rest differently. And so I think, yeah, I, I think that some people just naturally are like, I got to go, go, go all the time. And uh, I feel like, again, I, I'm growing in that area, too, to realize that God truly, like, when we rest, God is still working because he says in his word that, um, my father's always working and so am I. And so we can rest and trust that God is working even on our behalf when we are resting. Yeah. Okay, guys. Um, do you guys have any tips for someone out there that just wants to start um, doing better at time management? What are some things that they need to think through? Yeah. If you don't have a planner, get one maybe. If you're really struggling with time management, either get a good Google calendar going 
Apple Calendar or get a physical planner. I know a lot of people actually like that more. Um, And just start writing out your plans. Like you probably already are aware of your work schedule for the next week um, or maybe like different activities you have on nights of the week. Write all of that down. And then like Coco mentioned, have margin in between things that um, so that you're not going back to back to back with those things. Um, But also schedule in time for you to just rest with God. Schedule every single day that you need to spend time with God, what time you're going to do that. Um, and make it a priority. And then I would ask for accountability. Have someone speak into your life. Um, See your planner and uh, go over it with you maybe and then have them pray for it and ask you the following week if those plans um, stayed put and your priorities were in check. Mm. One of the most helpful things to me, somebody walked me through what's called block scheduling. And it's like I use my my, the one that's on my phone, the iCal, and um, works great. Um, And all I do is like, and I don't do it super consistently, but in really busy seasons, I feel like I ramp it up. And if it's something that's like on a to-do list for you, even if it's going to take eight, 10, 15 hours, like a big project, break it up into little chunks and say, hey, I'm going to work on it for one hour right here and put it on your calendar as something that you're going to do. And it took it from me having a big to-do list of kind of some things that I knew were going to take 15, 20 hours. And man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to knock that out. And I really can't click the button and say I did it. But if I can break it up into, I did an hour today, I do two hours tomorrow, I do three, like then it starts to chip away at it Mm. and it's on my calendar. And then even if it's like, I'm going to respond to emails first thing tomorrow morning Mm. and I put it on my calendar and I don't get to it first thing because somebody walked in my office and needed to talk or I saw somebody needed to talk. You just move it down your calendar when there's an open spot and you go ahead and do it. So Mm. everything that should be on a to-do list goes on your calendar. And if people interrupt it, Move it around. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's your schedule. Make it work for you. Mm-hmm. Be consistent, but have a plan is, is probably the, the short list of what I would say you yeah. need to do. Yeah, that's good, Jared. I think um, I feel like I'm the most successful in my getting things done when I actually like plan it out. And again, growing in that area. So you guys are all going to keep me accountable. So this is fun. Um, but I think also like letting God into your schedule and just asking him, okay, God, like what am I putting above you and how can I switch this up so that I, I truly am seeking you first? Um, because like Matthew six thirty three, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you in uh, his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So if that truly is true, if we're taking God at his word, then we got to seek him first and then he will take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. And um, so just like, just bring God into your planning, into your schedule. And if you feel overwhelmed, if you're out there and you feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. like seriously, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay, and um, you can talk to somebody, help, have someone help you figure out your schedule. Sometimes that's, that's helpful. Like JC said, bring someone into it. Yeah. Guys, we hope that your time management is something that maybe, if it's been a struggle in the past, it's something that you can honor and glorify God in, something that you can walk closer with Him because of. So, hey, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.